When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome back to season four of Pigeon Hockey, a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. Hey, how's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple goalies that have taken one too many pucks at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Steve? Um, I got to tell you that as soon as we started the broadcast and I saw the picture of the pigeon, I was ready to go into an absolute rage. <laughs> um, just for everybody to know, I've got a pigeon problem at home. Uh, it's not a pigeon hockey. Problem. Not a pigeon hockey problem. No, just actual pigeons. So I will rewind back to about two months ago in the summer. There was a pigeon that was injured and it was sitting in my terrace area. So we went and got it some water, some nuts and fruit, things that I would eat to try to nurse it back to health. And then it was fine. It went flying away a couple of days later. It was protected. So I felt good about myself. However, I noticed on my neighbor's front of their house and mine that there was a lot of pigeon poop streaking down the walls. I was like, that looks disgusting. So we just got to get there and clean it up. Thought that's what all it was going to be. So I get on his roof, I hose it down. It was disgusting. I get on my roof, I start hosing it down. It was gross. And then I happened to look, because there's multiple, multi-levels on my roof. And I looked on over to the next level. And I'm not kidding you, it was at least eight feet deep. Uh, and then it tapered, you know, in a triangular shape. But we're talking probably from three feet all the way down. And probably a good foot, foot and a half thickness to this nest of poop and everything else on my roof now um the problem is we when we first bought our house we actually had a leak that we weren't even aware of so when we ripped up a carpet you could actually see where the water damage had rotted part of the floor so we just bought a house like oh shoot and then you could see the patchwork from the outside now the problem before was that some genius decided to put a queen palm right up against the house so that every time like leaves would shed or palms would shed over there, all the debris water would get trapped. Okay. So I found somebody to do it for a reasonable price. This is during the pandemic. So people were happy to work. <laughs> so I was able to get it at a good price. I wouldn't be able to get it at that price now. But when I saw that, I immediately almost went to rage mode. Thank God we had a very dry monsoon season. I probably would have been looking at thirty to forty thousand dollars of really stinky, raunchy damage. So I ended up clearing it out myself. Uh, it took about three hours in the baking heat on the roof to do so. And every day since, I am the crazy man that goes out 
and yells at pigeons to get off his roof. They actually listen to me. <laughs> I step outside. Sometimes they see me, they fly away, and they'll be flying towards the house. And I'll just yell, get out of here, you filthy animals. And they will take off and go another direction. Um, but they still keep going back there. So now I have to um, get up there. And for the time being, since I got all my Christmas decorations up, I'm going to throw coffee grounds on top of it to try to neutralize the brutal smell. Um, and then come New Year, once I put away all my decorations, I'm going to go back up on the roof, clear out that patch, and then have to put chicken wire up there, sort of bunched up. And then routinely check on it to make sure that stuff water is not getting trapped in other debris because I don't need a leak from that. But yeah, it's just been a nightmare with these birds. So um, love pigeon oil hockey. Not a huge fan of pigeons right now. But, uh, <laughs> the mascots but, just figured out that you're a friend, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I'm telling you right now, it was that one bird that I nursed back to health going, this guy's cool. Give me food and all. Let's just keep crapping on his house. He seems to be all right with it. <laughs> And they're probably confused as to where right now why I'm yelling at them. But hey, um, you, my friend, uh, are still in moving uh, mentality and yeah, <laughs> and still still doing things like buying furniture and stuff. So how goes that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we uh, when you mentioned we could record this podcast because we were trying to record it like a day ago and it didn't work out. And then yesterday was I mean, it was a full day. But uh, we're in the apartment. Well, I'm back in the Airbnb today because we're actually pretty close to the Airbnb we booked. Uh, our apartment is, I could walk to our apartment in three or four minutes if I needed to. It's that close to the Airbnb. So when you messaged me, I was at the apartment. You know, I'd set up the couch last night, uh, put all the legs on it, cut open the mattress so that it could air out for the next couple days. And then just moving stuff over there slowly but surely of what we actually brought here already. But uh, and then just figuring out what we need, you know, the, the basics like shower curtains, mats, drying racks for dishes, all that little cleaning crap. Uh, moving this often, we sh I should have a a what to do list at this point because this is my I think my twenty fifth move. I think I counted a while ago. So I'm becoming a pro, or I, I guess maybe I was a pro twenty moves ago. But we're hoping that this is one of the last ones. Like in terms of one of the last ones, I mean, is like we're in a rental we want to own again. And uh, we know we can't until we build up Canadian credit. We can't really buy, so I'm we have to rent. That. Like uh, when I like I said we moved here, you know, because in Canada it's really tough to buy a house, and yes. well, now especially with the prices of houses, unless you want to move to Winnipeg. Um, no, but yeah, not exactly. Yet. <laughs> For those who love Winnipeg, not my sincerest apologies, but it's uh, called Winterpeg. And mosquito peg for a reason but it's expensive and it's really difficult to do so when we moved here we didn't look at buying right away and we could have you know it's it was really weird um we should have bought back when the recession happened because my wife was gainfully employed and she her job was pretty well protected so just you know huge oversight because we had canadian mentality so yeah i do know what you're going through my friend um yeah it's there's a lot. I mean, we we got the vehicle, like I said. I mean, that's the other thing. We had to buy a vehicle, go through the licensing process, insurance process. Um, uh, we're still waiting on getting a Canadian phone, and my Danish phone company is telling me, "Hey, you're running out in, you know, a week." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no," because I specifically went into three before I left Copenhagen, 
And I said, how long can I be out of the country? Because usually it's about a month. And he's like, no, no, it's 90 days. And I'm like, oh, wow, that actually really helps out. No, it's a month. I was right. I had three when I lived in the United Kingdom. And uh, yeah, he was dead wrong because we're getting the notices now that our phone plan runs out uh, because we've been out of the country for more than 30 days when it run, when we hit 30 days. Uh, but we'll be back in Denmark because we got to move stuff out of there. And it's the moving process is not done anytime soon. Like I said, we got storage units in Copenhagen and Salt Lake City. And uh, we got stuff sitting at our uh, or my in-laws place in Ottawa. So it's still we're still knee deep in in moving <laughs> but uh Dude, still watching a lot of hockey man yeah well that's good yeah because you're back in the same time zone so um as yeah. most of us here now are relatively close right so that's a positive um are you guys going to celebrate american thanksgiving there no actually uh we will not be celebrating american thanksgiving here we're still going to be in travel mode uh so all that's kind of it's too bad because we'll literally be traveling during all the football games so no, no American Thanksgiving this year. We're hoping to at least have some Yuletide fun when we're back here. And, and, but even then we won't have any of our Yule decorations. Well, dude, I'll extra Yule for City. you. Yeah. Yule it up for me, man. Yule it up for me. Cause we don't have any of our stuff unless we actually manage to go to Salt Lake City during December, then we, we might have our stuff, but it really just depends on. There's a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces. So I'm also still trying to figure out, like I said, I got to go through the, I'm, I'm in the immigration process for Canada as well. It's, and that's the only thing holding up my process right now in Canada is I need these ridiculous, I understand why we need them, but they shouldn't be this hard to get. This is my information, produce something. I don't know why you need all this other information when you have it. The US government has everything it could ever have on me, ever. It's like, can you just send me something? And then the British, I'm like, I don't really know why I need to do anything for you outside of the fact that I did live there in the last 10 years. But I I don't understand why I just couldn't give my information up to England and pay you 55 pounds. No, it's just ridiculous, my... though, if you think about it. We're still in Canada, part of the Commonwealth. So yeah. why, why can't you? They tr- so hard? Yeah, it shouldn't be that hard. You know, you fall under the same king. So dear God. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, how about some hockey? <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're going to talk about the, um, you know, the fantasy, uh, the fantasy league that we have here, because, you know, we definitely get requests, people like, hey, we would, you know, want more frequent updates. So we figured this is a, a, what we were going to do initially on this episode was review a game of one of our goalies that we track, um, Bryson Stern there with the Columbus Mavericks. But we're going to come back to his game when I can get a better setup, because I think right now just doing it off of a Mac with no extra screens and me and you talking about the game just puts on a lot of extra, extra like difficulties. So once I get my screen set up done, we'll be able to actually start reviewing these and actually produce those YouTube videos for your listeners, because we want you to be able to not only listen to us on a podcast, but also be able to review the same plays that we're reviewing for a goalie uh, like Bryson Stern or Ethan Blackburn or like Heath Goldsmith, our co-host here for his games. Um, and any of you goalies out there that want us to assess your games, we're going to be able to do that. With uh, with Bryson, I just kind of started targeting his games because we were chatting back and forth. And uh, I'm like, you know, I've been watching your games, and I'm just going to start saving clips, and that's what I've been doing. So I've, he's got he played six games with Columbus so far this season. And, um, you know, 
we were going to do it on this podcast, but the setup is not working the way I wanted it to. So we'll come back to that and we're going to actually move on to the Western USPHL fantasy league that we've developed here and, and talk about that. And you know what, Steve, should we work from the bottom up or should we work from me down? Uh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, since, since you've already revealed who's in first, we'll start off with who's in first. I'm the Hangry Pandas, and the Hangry Pandas uh, in that I've got Caden Enstrom of the Lake Tahoe Lakers, um, Emilio Telfa and Sill, or ETA from the Rogue Valley Royals, and Casey Johnson of the Seattle Totems. On uh, defense, I've got, I'm going to try to pronounce him right because he's a recent pickup of mine, is Tumas Yavanpa from Lake Tahoe. He's a defender. Luke Foss from Provo, and Logan Walls from Vegas. My forwards are Mario Paganini of San Diego, Daniel Ellingson of Ogden, Magzan Sagadia from Utah. Andres Kell from Rogue Valley, Jack Hansen from Pueblo, Caden Lockwell from Ontario, Carter Lehman from Lake Tahoe, Dallas Glenn from Casper, and Emil Louvre, one of the Swedish quartet from Fresno. In terms of top producers, I mean, my players are doing really well. I'm in first, so thank you, boys. Caden <laughs> you know, um, Wolf has really been crushing it for me uh, throughout the season. Uh, Emil Louvre. Another one that's been really crushing it for me throughout the season. ETA racks in the points throughout the season. And uh, yeah, I mean, and Caden Enstrom is a recent pickup for me. I haven't had him. Uh, the Fighting Beavers let him go, and I picked him up like a day later, um, if not the same day. Once I saw he dropped, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to just goose straight in there and, and, and pick him up. I saw another goalie that somebody released recently that I will definitely be targeting if I can down the road and i'm just going to stay quiet because i don't want anyone else to pick him up because once i see who's released he's been a pretty big point producer so i'm like i will just move in there but uh but yeah i mean my my team's been doing really well we're in first place so you know thanks boys there and hopefully luke foss has a quick recovery from what i understand he may have received a concussion um in a recent game i didn't get to watch the game but when when the team posts a picture after a win with a player's jersey. That's usually not a good sign. So the second I saw Foz's jersey up there, I'm like, oh, hell, what happened? Um, so hopefully he has a quick recovery there and gets back on the ice soon. But, uh, I mean, let's do you want to talk about your team or moving to second place? Let's move into second place because uh, it's pretty obvious you won't be talking about me in second place now. <laughs> <laughs> well, second place just switched up this week, and that's the Laser Shark. So that's uh, our buddy Sam Maluth who's the Rogue Valley Royals color commentator. He is moved into second place this week. Uh, he leapfrogged the Ice Wolves, who have fallen the third. So surprise, the Ice Wolves are in third. But he's had an amazing two weeks, and he's gunning for me because he's had two of the best – he's had the best two weeks anybody's had so far. And he was pretty deep in third. And if I'm not recalling, like even fourth a few weeks ago and – maybe about a month ago, but uh, he's been sitting there in third, but pretty far behind me and uh, Heath. And the last two weeks he's had have just been incredible. But uh, his team's composed of Annette, Kai Rivas of the Bellingham Blazers, Mike Polson of Provo, and Robert Allport of the Casper Roughnecks. I was going to say the Roughnecks, but, you know, there's two of them Rough Riders. <laughs> and then uh, in defense, he has Mateo Mitrovic of Idaho, Peter Kanopka of Seattle, and Ethan Hall of Ogden. And then his forwards are Tyler Hansen of Rogue Valley, Parker Osborne of Ogden, a recent pickup for him, and a really, really good pickup. Uh, 
Siang Pong Cho, uh, Vernal, Joe Granholz of Vegas, Roberto Matias of Rogue Valley, Roman Wallenick of Seattle, Reese Doyle of Ontario, Braden Wilson of Fresno, and Oliver Solstrom of Fresno. Yeah, his team has, I think, the last two weeks pulled in about, a, on average, 130 points a week, uh, which is asinine. <laughs> Any of us that pull in more than 90 is a really good week. And he has, I think last week was like 125, 128 something. And then this week, like 135, 136. So his team is just lighting it up. Unbelievable what his team's been able to. I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm looking back and I've only got a, I think a 40 point lead on him right now. Looking at a 35. I got a 34 and a half point lead on him. Uh, he could easily wipe that out um, very quickly. Uh, this week with the way his team is producing. My team has been doing really good though. So I fell in second this week and, but even then I was 30 points behind him this week. So if he has a week, like he's had the last couple weeks. And if I have a bad week, cause I've had a couple bad weeks. I really, uh, this week was pretty good, but the two weeks before that were kind of rough, but uh, still in first baby. So third would be uh heats ice wolves. And he's got in net Sam Peterson of Vegas, Ethan Jordan of Fresno and Nick Perry of San Diego. Defense, he's got Nick Benaldi of Las Vegas, Wilson Clare of Pueblo, and Marcus Glenn of Casper. And then his forwards consist of Ethan Gray from Lake Tahoe, Noak Person of Fresno, Dimitri Voasis of Ogden, George Goodwin of Idaho, David Duminel of Bakersfield, Jackson Litzinger of San Diego, David Ukin of Utah, and Vakalevs Divi of Seattle. And then he's got an open vacancy that he hasn't filled yet because one of his players, which I believe was Jace Bodnar, uh, has been traded to Brooklyn. Uh, so outside of the West, so he's got a he's got a gap to fill there. And uh, if he sent a name, I haven't seen it yet because sometimes I do miss when you guys send me messages. So we'll see what he's filling there for uh, this upcoming week. But he's currently sitting in third, and like I said, he's been his team's been producing really well too. And I think in the last couple weeks, he's had a couple rough weeks, which is why he's fallen to third. Obviously, losing a player like Jace Bodnar has not helped because he hasn't been able to accumulate any points from him the last couple weeks. And of course, then it is the ebbs and flows of junior hockey, right? So a lot of his players on Vegas and such and Fresno and they haven't, well, Fresno played this week, but I don't think they played last week. But, you know, the ebbs and flows of junior hockey, sometimes your rough weeks are just because a third of your players didn't even get a game because they're not playing for a week or two. So bad week doesn't mean your players underperformed. It's just a lot of times for us, it means that your players didn't play. So it all balances out at the end of the year because we all finished very close at the end of last year, if you remember, Steve, despite like even Brendan being so far ahead of everyone last year, we yeah, all finished. End, yeah, yeah, we started clawing yeah. back towards the end yeah. of the season. Yeah, and getting back up there, yeah. Yeah, and that's just kind of the ebbs and flows, again, of just the gaps with the uh, players playing at certain times. So fourth place at the current moment is going to Sebastian's Fighting Beavers. And he has got Annette Griffin Davis of Utah, Isaac Colossa of Rogue Valley, and Sibyl Dibiak of Lake Tahoe. And on the blue line, he's got Blen uh, Stephen Blangino of Fresno, Emilio Rodriguez of Bakersfield, and Keegan Clark of Bellingham. And his forwards consist of Rodian Gonostayev of Vernal, Francois Xavier Moa of Bakersfield, William Donovan of Rock Springs, Peyton Struck of Ogden, Austin Tessie of Lake Tahoe, Cooper Fink of Ogden, Noah Morency of Vegas, Gavin Frack of Vegas, and Keegan Kazikwicks of Seattle. So he had, I think, a pretty good couple weeks this week. Not so much. Actually, did he finish last this week or did you? 
He did. Okay, yeah, Steve finished last this week. Or not Steve. Uh, Heath, not Heath. <laughs> Sebastian. How many of there are you? But uh, no, Sebastian finished last this week. A lot of his players didn't play. Obviously, he has a bunch of Vegas players, and Vegas didn't play this week, so that hurts. Uh, Bakersfield didn't play this week, uh, and he's got a bunch of Bakersfield players. So, again, it's the ebbs and flows. He's got, what, five players that didn't even get ice time this week? So, you know, such it is with our fantasy league. But, uh, yeah, he's got a pretty talented team, and he's got some players that are absolutely lighting it up. So, so far, really good with the Fighting Beavers. Well, before we continue, let's talk about the sponsors for this episode, and let's start with Raycon. You know, it's that time of year. The uh, Yuletide music is starting. Lights are going up. Turkeys are being sold. And, uh, you know, what? it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because the early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before on this podcast as when I needed to switch out my headset. The Raycon earbuds were basically the best option to get out there based off the price and the quality. They met my needs. And Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and perfect in-ear fit for all day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for the delivery high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands, so it's no wonder its products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything in their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. We also want to thank the other sponsor for this episode, and that's going to be DraftKings. You know, the NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking up new customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of the sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for prom gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Steve. Your team's up. You want to talk about your team? Yes. It, it takes a while for pretend to catch on. And once it does, it's uh, addictive and uh, and people can't resist it. So 
Um, you know they're adding pickles to it here now. I forgot oh, what you commercial can, you I can add seeing. anything. Like it depends on where you go, right? So my favorite depends on the pickle, though. Dill, yeah. okay. If it's a sweet pickle, that's disgusting. Yeah. Well, I'm not huge on pickled things myself. Um, I love pickles. I'll in indulge occasionally. Oh, Lebanese pickles? Pickle. Oh my god. <laughs> All I'll say there was a fraternity initiation thing involving eating a lot of pickled things, and it uh, killed that for me for quite some time. But anyway, uh, back to better things, patin, delicious patin. So looks like I probably did not have everybody playing last week either. You didn't. Yeah. No. So there we go. Uh, all I got to tell you is right now, Connor Purdue, uh, 22.5 points you generated for me. Solid yeah. week. Solid week. <laughs> Cameron Krause. Awesome, 19.5 points. Love it, love it. Keep up the good play, boys. Keep up the good play. Really relying on the people that didn't play. So if you're out there right now, baby Briz, go get me a couple uh, uh, of those things we don't mention during a game. Uh, and I'm not going to jinx it ahead of time, but get me a couple of those. Uh, that would be brilliant. Actually, you know what, baby Briz? Rip one down the ice. Get me a goal, too, while you're at it. You could do this. That's a lot of points in our thing. I think a goalie goal is 12 points. Yeah. So yeah, come on, buddy. Give me a couple of goalie goals. Get yourself a Hattie and I'll celebrate you forever. Which by the <laughs> way, baby Briz, I still have your dad's jersey up when he called me costume, man. And it is epic. Um, I tell you what, when I go back, I'm going to, cause I got to get my storage unit out of uh, Salt Lake City there anyways. Well, Salt Lake City, but for you listeners, I actually know it's right. It's in Layton. So right there next to Ogden, my Brizzy jerseys are sitting right there in storage with all my other stuff. And uh, I'm well, definitely going to try to Chris. I may, I may end up gifting you that Briz Gallop jersey. Which one? Because I got a couple. Yeah. Well, it's the signed one by him and the one that he signed when they made. Well, which, uh, which, which, uh, which Brizzy? Because I got his, I got his a Howling uh, Maroon one and then I got a white practice jersey one. Well, I've got the Howling white jersey autographed by him. Okay, cool. And that's the one that comes along with the U2 costume man story, <laughs> uh, which is just <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. Well, tell the listeners about that story. Yeah, I mean, for any listeners that haven't heard it, for those who have, skip well, ahead for Vladi Brzgalov, here's the story because you would have been, um, yeah, you would have been in Arizona at the time. So, uh, Briz would stay at the Renaissance Hotel. It was in his contract uh, the night before games, so he would just walk over. So, you know, lots of times if you were going to go get a quick autograph or say hi to players, you know, they were right there, and Brzgalov was always there. So it's playoff run. And I made a sign. I was dressed as Jesus with a sign that said, Jesus scores, Brzgalov saves. And lots of times players, sometimes they are talking to family members. Sometimes they're not, you know, because sometimes they just want to avoid talking to people before a match. And I get that. Pre-game, I understand. If you're in your zone and that's what you do, I totally get it, right? So, but Briz was definitely talking to somebody and then he spotted me. He looked at my sign and he started cracking up and he was speaking in Russian and essentially he said, just hold on one second. So he came over and he signed the jersey I had because I had Jesus was wearing the white Briz Galov jersey. And I said, uh, thanks so much, Briz. You know, have a great game tonight. You got this. And he looked at me. And he said, you too, costume man. And then he walked away. And the costume man thing made me die. It was great. So anyway. Great interaction with Briz Galoff. He was always, always good for that kind of stuff. You know, what a personality. But yeah, um, that jersey right now is, is is buried as one of my spares right now because I do get bored of stuff and I will rotate them in and out. 
But yeah, since you've got such a love for Briz, and you you know, once you get your permanent spot and you can pull stuff out of storage, I'll probably just send that to you your way so you can hang that one up and think of me and Briz and uh, Steve dressed as Jesus. So uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> That's the again. That reminds me again. Uh, just even being at the NBC uh, uh, in Canada or the Canadian embassy in the United States. Uh, when Brian Burke was still the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, uh, you know, we were uh, heading into the 2010 Olympics. And uh, me and, of course, I sat, I was seated, not sat. I was seated next to Brian for this luncheon for a couple hours. So me and him talked hockey for hours, which is awesome to be able to sit there and talk with the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs about hockey for a couple hours while wearing a Buffalo Sabres jersey. That's, a again, you have to dig into that story a little bit later. But yeah, arguing with him when it when you know, kind of basically poking at all my Canadian friends at the table there because everyone but me and Brian were American, or well, we were the Americans, and I don't know if I said that right. Anyway, but everyone was Canadian except for me and uh, uh and Brian Burke. I was basically egging on him, heading into the Vancouver Olympics that the the U.S. was going to take gold and we were going to run for it because we had Ryan Miller in that, and he was the hottest goalie in the league at the at the point. And I mean, he proved he was. Uh, but I'm not talking about Sid the kid right now, but I was saying like somebody mentioned Russia and I'm like, ah, they're not going to go far this year at all. Their goaltending is not performing well at all this year. And Burke looked at me. Cause I remember he just turned right to me. He's like, bullshit. I'm like, sorry. He's like, I Briz, I brought that kid into this league. And I'm like, Ooh, time out. I'm not saying Briz is a bad goalie. I'm just saying he's not performing right now. Neither was the other two goalies that Russia was having in net. And uh, he just sat there and argued with me. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like, look, I have his jersey. Because at that point, I already had a Brizzy jersey because I was a big fan of Brizzy. And I'm like, no, I know he's not performing well because I'm a fan. <laughs> like, he's not having a good season. And uh, I mean, it was very evident, too. Russia did not perform very well uh, for the 2010 Olympics. But um, yeah, I mean, hot goalies get you there. That's how, you know, the Czech Republic uh, and now Czechia was able to win the gold back in 98. Was it 98? When Gretzky did not take a shot in the shootout. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> you know, but back when they were just called Czech Republic, and uh, I, I called that. I called that the Czech Republic would win the gold because they had the best goaltending in the world. Plus, I mean, Yalomir Yager was still in his prime, too. So uh, I think he still is, honestly. What is he, 60 now, and he's still playing hockey? So Yeah. Well, no, he's he's a machine. Yeah, he... You know, like he would do a full workout after a hockey game. Like the guy is incredible. Um, I can't imagine, dude. Like, oh, man, that's incredible. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're big Brizzy fans here. So yeah, I'd be I'd be very happy to get my uh, uh, hand on that jersey. And um, yeah, so, but I got well, a lot of cool. Yeah, but the other thing too, though, is like just going back to Brian Burke's thing. You, you love how a GM's, you know, protective, right? Like protecting yes. his own. Love he that. was very protective of Brizzy because I think that's when he was uh he was saying when he brought him in because it was in Anaheim, right? Because that's where Brizzy was drafted. Yep. Was it Anaheim? Yeah. And he was the Anaheim GM at that point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was very protective of his players. And I mean, here was here was at that time he was the you know, the president of hockey operations and general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was the you know, president, whatever hockey GM, whatever of team USA. And here he was snapping at me for saying that Russia wasn't going to do well because he brought Brizzy into this league. And I'm like, 
uh, he understood what I meant afterwards, after we talked, you know, but he was just very, very passionate about the players that he brought into the league and the players that played for him and, and building his organizations. And yeah, he was, a, he was a fun guy to talk to. And, uh, you know, I actually ended up getting my sports management degree, um, after that conversation with him because he basically, me and him were chatting. He's like, you know, you're hockey, man. Uh, you know, and he, he said to me, you know, when you're done with all this, give me a call. But, uh, that's never come to fruition because life changes. But, uh, you know, Brian, if you're listening, I'd still take a job. We'll see. But I just moved back around. I'm not really interested. As long as you don't have to move. (laughs) If you can set me up with a job here in Victoria, that'd be great. Uh, Grizz, are you hiring? I'm here. West Shore Wolves, Sonic Predators. (laughs) You know, I'm listening to offers. All right. uh, Shouting back out to my poutine posse, though. For my boys that didn't play. Just something in me is telling me that Philippe Lazani is going to have a very big week. I can feel it. So Philippe, Philippe Lazani, yeah. Philippe, well, if, if the Vernal Oils are playing, they weren't playing last week. That's what I mean. So I have a feeling uh, between Philip and uh, Presley Toth, I'm going to be getting some points here. Chase, not counting you out either. Come on, you boys can light it up for me. So let's get this done. Yeah, you got a lot of Vernal Oilers too, and. Uh, because you got like in net, you got Preston Carter of Idaho, Aiden Patterson of Long Beach, and of course, Brisgatlov of Ogden. And then in defense, you got uh, Lazani of Vernal, uh, Cooper Cantola of Ontario, and Johnny Gunn of Lake Tahoe. And then your forwards are KJ Edwards of Bakersfield, Presley Toth of Vernal, Cameron Cross of Casper, Tristan Frazado of San Diego, a recent, very recent pickup for you there, uh, Martin Kropesnik of Idaho, Chase Perry of Vernal, uh, Danil Shaparnov of Utah, Emil Bentov of Long Beach, and Connor Purdue of Fresno. So, yeah, you're honestly your your team's been doing quite well, but you've been here's the thing with with you, which honestly, if if it's bad with you, it's even worse with the Mallard Menace. Is your players miss a bunch of games due to injury or whatever, and that's kind of why your team has fallen behind. But Mallard Menace, they have a curse, and we're going to talk about the Mallard Menace. And I don't know what it is. Every single time Justin Monroe picks up a player, and Justin Monroe is the uh, the play-by-play announcer for the Weber State Wildcats. So uh, give them a listen there. They, their games are featured on YouTube, and basically we call them the Senior Mustangs because a lot of the Mustangs that can no longer be eligible for junior hockey move on to Weber State. And so uh, their crowds are insane. Have you seen a Weber State game? Just pull them. Okay, that's a dumb question. I know you haven't. Check out their YouTube and look at the crowds or even their Instagram. Look at their Instagram, and when you have a picture of them facing the crowd, it's a packed arena, man, just like a Mustangs game. It's unbelievable. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think those people miss that when when they're picking places. But if I was at the age where I was going to college and I wanted to play college hockey and I was skilled enough to play college hockey, I'd be looking for crowds. I want to play in front of a crowd. There's pressures that come with a crowd, but there's a lot of – even when it's not your home team, if it's the opposing team and they're chirping you, that's amazing. That is – it drives you, especially as a goalie. Like when they try to like, there's a guy behind the net there when the Mustangs play. Uh, he does, he's really good at chirping the goalies. He does his research. He chirps them quite well. So if, if you're going to be playing there in Ogden, you've heard him. You've heard him chirping you. Uh, I, I, you know, see him turn around and respond. I've seen a couple of them laugh. Some stay focused, man. But uh, I'm not that goalie. I, I'm, I hear it all and I love it. It drives me to do even better. But again, I'm never that talented, so... Who knows? Mallard Menace. And I would say they're not cursed in a bad way, but cursed in a bad way. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> it's just when he picks up a player, they get injured. 
So I don't even know if I want a list of players. You guys can check it out on Instagram because he, you know, he's got a players that perform and they've been on his team all season and they're doing quite well, but he has had the biggest rotation of players because he's just had no luck. And either they don't, either they get traded or they get injured or he picks them up and then they don't play for a couple weeks. Cause I, 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 I specifically check the schedule before I pick a player up. Let's just put it like that. So like, I know that you uh, were targeting Connor Duminil throughout this year, this season and I picked them up, but I released him a couple weeks ago because it was evident that him and Alex Herons weren't playing for Bakersfield due to uh, injury because they had Max Sutton in net. And then I uh, uh, can't remember who they had as a backup, but um, it doesn't matter. Max Sutton was playing those games. Yeah, they just weren't playing. So I'm like, okay, it's and then I saw the schedule and noticed that Bakersfield wouldn't be playing for the next couple of weeks. So I'm like, okay, there's no point with me holding on to Connor. I'm gonna pick up a goalie that's gonna be playing. And then that's exactly when I think it was the Fighting Beavers that released Caden Enstrom. I picked him right up. I'm like, whoop, I'll just I'll just grab Caden right there. But um, but yeah, it's uh it's a, it's the luck of the draw, but I specifically look at the schedule before I pick up a player. If I'm releasing, if I'm releasing a player on a Saturday, and I know there's four teams playing on Sunday, I'm picking up a player from one of those four teams. It didn't work out for me so much last year. I did the same thing. I finished fourth, but this year it's working out for me. But uh, yeah, so if I release you, it doesn't mean I don't like you. I'm just, I'm playing the odds, man. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, it's definitely like we're it's a competition. So yeah, so for these guys, you know, it's nothing about not having faith in them or anything else. Half the time, players are just getting dropped because, like you said, it's injury. Yeah, or I know a trainer, like if, if they're releasable, like if they're releasable and I have the option to release them and I notice that your team doesn't play for two weeks or it's early November and your team only has two more games this month, my odds are with a team that has eight more games this month. So I'm going to be looking at that team's goalies or that team's forwards or that team's defenders based off of whatever position you are that I'm dropping. It's It's playing the odds and then, you know, because we can't just release a player if we want to. It has to be releasable based off of our rules, which you can check on our Instagram with any of those posts. You can see the rules that make a player releasable. I can't just release a player because I'm like, oh, they're not playing for the next two weeks. If there isn't a reason to release them, then I cannot. But once they go italic on our little system here, that means they can be released. And a lot of us, especially if you look at the Ice Wolves, um, he's got the first four players on his roster that are all releasable, but he hasn't let one of them go. And he says, I'm not releasing any of them because I want to keep them all. So, and it's smart because he's playing the odds. He's like, eh, if I release them and I get a player that doesn't produce like this or not hundred percent sure it's going to produce like this. Heath has been very clear on, he's not releasing those players, which is too bad because if he releases any single one of them, I'm grabbing them. Oh, uh, just because you can release a player doesn't mean you should. And uh, like, I've had a player that I could have released for a, a month now and i'm not i'm never i'm not releasing them all season he's going to be releasable the whole rest of the, the year because at this point he's a missed cumulative total of 10 games but when he's playing man he rakes in the points so i'm not releasing him so yeah it's you know you got to play the odds there and it's backfired we've all released players last season that when we released them it backfired on us very quickly so and it's already happened this year with a bunch of our teams. I can definitely know. I I've also seen when the Mallard menace have released players to pick up another player and that other, just like they come back like the day later from injury and they, they now racking up the points again. And Justin's just shaking his head. He's like, man, I can't catch a break. I'm like, no, you really can't. It's I almost, 
I actually laughed like a week ago, putting it out there, Justin. I'm sorry, but when I saw he released a couple players and picked up new players, and then those players that he released were just all of a sudden like all back and bam, bam, bam. And I was just like, oh, Justin cannot catch a break. (laughs) It was painful. It was painful to see. But I think this is also probably a good place to wrap this up, Steve. What do you think? Absolutely. So to our junior players, keep letting it up, boys. Goalies, yeah, definitely reaching out to us. Keep reaching out. We'll watch your games. Like I said, not only have I watched basically all of uh, Bryson Stern's games so far this season, but I've been watching. Uh, I've watched a couple of Ethan Blackburn's college games that I can get because you can't get all of them there because he's playing for Duquesne. You know, you want us to watch your games, reach out. We'll watch your games and then definitely be on the lookout next episode. We should be having the head of scouting for the NHL's New Jersey Titans on this episode. And we're going to be talking scouting. And uh, what they're looking for. And we, we have a bunch of questions lined up for him. And it's going to be fun. We've had him on before. Uh, he was a great guest. Uh, it was a lot of fun to talk to. And it's going to be a really, really informative episode. So definitely look out for that. You know, we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date. And reach out if you're the junior collegiate hockey world and wish to get on a future podcast. This is the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And remember, listeners, always clear your crease. <laughs>